The Great Scott Show. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. On Sports Radio ESPN 1420. Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette. I'm Scott Prather. Monday, 7-15. That means Louisiana Raging Cajun head football coach. Billy Napier joins me now. Cajuns coming off a win last Thursday. They're sixth in a row, improving to 6-1 in in a game that had a lot of twists and turns and uh, was memorable to say the least. Uh, Coach Napier on with us now. First of all, good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm doing good, Scott. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, always enjoy it, Coach. Have you ever been a part of a game as a player, assistant, head coach, where your team rushed for 424 yards? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. We, um, you know, it was that kind of night. And uh, certainly, you know, proud of um, our staff. Thought we had a terrific plan uh, to do that and then certainly to go execute that plan and really do it uh, when we needed to. Um, So um, some really critical possessions there where we were able to step up and execute at a high level. Well, certainly the the final one is the one that left the, the strongest impression it took 10 minutes and 26 seconds off the clock, uh, ended the game, 88 yards and 18 plays, then a couple of kneel downs in the victory formation. What is the – I know there's a lot of things that go into it, Coach, but if you could narrow it down to one, what do you think is the singular biggest key to a drive like that? Well, I think, um, number one, we're in a little bit of a unique situation there with it being a one-point one game, right? So, um, you know, and, and certainly right there at that point in time, we had had two turnovers in the second half. Um, our defense, um, you know, had did a great job of putting the fire out a couple of times, but we needed to get the control of the game, right, get back in control of the game. Uh, and we did it lots of different ways, you know. I mean, I think if you really evaluate that possession, uh, there's some runs in there. There's some third down um, plays in there. There's some tempo, um, a little bit of everything, and then some great situational football, you know. I mean, um, right there at the end, the four-to-one hard count, the fake sneak, the pitch play, um, really, really good stuff, you know, and I thought, we pulled from a lot of different areas in that possession, uh, but for the players to have awareness and play the situations well, uh, I thought was a lot of fun. So, you know, we did it when we needed to, and, uh, you know, I think as a competitor, uh, you always like to see the hard work pay off uh, from a preparation standpoint. And I thought within that drive, uh, there were some great examples of that. You mentioned the, the, the fourth down pitch play that, that sealed it. Um, you, you said after the game that was one y'all just been practicing a couple of days prior. So you, you try to get them on a hard count, then you pitch it out. Um, it, it 
first of all, I mean, you got to make sure everybody's on the same page. No one's going to jump. Um, how much time goes in, I guess, that play in practice? And um, obviously it, it worked. I mean, you guys executed it to perfection. Yeah, no, it's a play we've had in our, you know, uh, playbook for a while. We actually stole it from uh, Matt Vietor at ULM, believe it or not. Um, so it's a little series of plays uh, that we've kind of window dressed a lot of different ways in different games. But, um, you know, it's an old school play that's um, based off of sneak defense. You know, sometimes defensive um coordinators will reduce the front, you know, and get down in the A and B gaps, kind of gap you out and try to defend the sneak. Uh, and when they do that, they give up a, a really short edge. Um, so, you know, we've had it around. We worked it specifically in our situational walkthrough against the defense on Friday. Um, you know, and it just happened to, that situation came up in the game. So uh, those are good uh, to kind of validate with the players you know, why you do what you do. You know, I think we, we work hard around here and certainly put our players through the grinder. And uh, for them to kind of see some of these things pop up and pay off, I think is important uh, and gives you some, you know, confirmation that, um, you know, hey, players are well prepared and uh, players execute critical moments. Rage Cajun head football coach Billy Napier, our guest. Um, you, it's the second time you said this year that it was a play. You, you said you stole from Matt Viator. I know Matt uh, quality control and, and does things with you guys. Is that what the plan was? Like when when uh, you you had App State jump off sides, and for folks who don't remember the play, it's the one that had Shane Vallow uh, all over social media with his little first down celebration. Um, was that something that, that you were going to run in that game had they not jumped off sides? But in this situation, the opponent didn't. And so you've, you know, it, it's almost like there's there's two possible outcomes on that play, depending on what happens first. But was that what y'all were going to do against App if they hadn't have jumped? Uh, I think that it depends, you know, like um, it's a, probably a little too specific schematically, but I'd love to hear there's, there's uh, a lot of variables. But, you know, you always we, – we package a lot of plays, right? We go to the line with several plays. Um, or we call an all-inclusive play, and uh, as the ball snap, Levi decides what happens. So, I think we've got a mixture of things, and certainly, you know, th- this, this little package of plays is always a little bit different based off the defensive structure that you're playing uh, and what they like to play in those situations. So, uh, very common for us to hard count and then, you know, pick the play. We don't necessarily look to the sideline like a lot of teams do. Our quarterback handles it all. So, um, you know, I think it's uh, that would be another example where we had something similar planned, um, but it kind of went the other way for sure. Defensively, one player I just wanted to single out for a moment is Zion Hill. Um, he was – and just be all over the field making plays. I know that there have been times in his career where he wants to be on the field. Maybe physically he's not able, but it does seem like ever since he's been a Cajun, when he's on the field, he's uh, he's making plays. And I, I just thought it was a really strong performance from him uh, last Thursday. Yeah, Zion is, um, you know, he's extremely intelligent. Um, 
He is he has really good instincts, uh, football IQ. He has vision. He sees the ball well. He diagnoses things uh, really well for a defensive lineman. Um, and he's got elite quickness. You know, I think um, you know the guy just has a lot of twitch about him. Uh, he has been well coached. I think he's developed nicely as a player since he's been here. Uh, and really, he's an effort player. I mean, he's fanatical in his pursuit of the ball. Uh, he makes us better, you know. And uh, his production uh, really stands out for a guy that plays in the front. So, a uh, very productive player. Uh, very common for him to be at the top of the production chart uh, after a game. Certainly uh, played well last Thursday night. Aside from the turnovers, what area did you feel like you guys didn't play up to the the raging Cajun standard, as you guys put it, in last Thursday's win? Uh, we had two turnovers. Um, you know, I think the really three. You know, I count turnovers on downs. I count those as turnovers, mm-hmm. right? So the the possession we had, uh, the second possession of the game, when we had it inside the three, there didn't come away with points. Uh, you pair that with the two turnovers, and really, um, you know, I think that that would be my biggest disappointment. I thought we had a few too many negative plays uh, in the game. Now, we overcame a lot of them, mm-hmm. um, but just in terms of being in second and long, third and long, just a few too many for my liking. But, um, you know, that was pretty much it. You know, we had two turnovers in the second half. We didn't um, convert the – second possession of the game into a touchdown. I think if we do all those things, it's a little bit different day. So, you know, when when the other team uh, has some success um, and they've got the ball and are controlling the ball a little bit, you don't get many possessions. you got to make the most of those possessions. So, um, you know, we had some really good things in the game, but some things that I think um, we'd like to do a little bit better. Coach Billy Napier, our guest, ESPN Lafayette. I'm Scott Prather. You said afterwards in regards to Arkansas State's offense that they made plays that broke. What makes a, a play unique, I guess, as a coach when you're looking at it, assessing, okay, was this unique or were we maybe not where we were supposed to be, sort of where that difference comes in? Yeah, I mean, I think you know whenever um... – you know, the ball goes to the one-on-one, you know, and maybe don't make the play or uh, maybe you understand where they've got an extra hat in the run game or they have you in conflict, right? I think, um, but, you know, after watching the tape, um, you know, we got to play better um, on the outside. You know, we gave up some plays uh, with poor leverage, poor technique, poor tackling, um, you know, but overall, it was a good day on defense. You know, I mean, I think um, we did a lot of things well. We just gave up a few too many uh, explosives. We defended the run well. You know, they were 3.2 a rush. We played really good on third down. Uh, we got to play better in the outside matchups at corner, and we got we got to be a little bit better uh, at decision making. You know, we gave up four first downs off of penalties. Uh, all which were point of attack, decision-making type penalties. So, you know, those are the big things. You know, I mean, did a lot of really good things. But, um, you know, I think there's some areas where we got to play better. Homecoming week.
Texas State coming this Saturday, Coach. Um, I know, you know, homecoming presents a lot of things around the community, um, and, and I know that you guys embrace that in some ways, but it's game week. I mean, is the schedule altered at all, whether it be an 11 a.m. kickoff or homecoming festivities, or is it business as usual this week for you guys? Well, no, I, I think it's, uh, you know, we, we try to use it as a positive. You know, I mean, I really view it as an opportunity to represent. You know, we, we talk about that concept quite a bit. Um, you know, football in the South, uh, certainly this time of year, um, you know, relative to a lot of people coming back home, you know, that went to school here, uh, that certainly care about this university, um, I think I think the weekend is symbolic of pride, right? This relative to the experiences that people had here, how this place affected their life, impacted the direction of their life, the people that they met while they were here, and the memories that they have. So, you know, I think it's part of our responsibility to get ready to play well. We want to make it a great day, you know, and I think uh, we do that by executing really well, playing extremely hard in the game. Uh, and um, coming out with a win, you know, so the people can enjoy the rest of the weekend. So um, we also have as a team. You know, we won six in a row. Uh, we've got another SBC West opponent coming into our place. Um, certainly got some momentum here and uh, also have some room for improvement. So there's a lot going on here. And uh, certainly we're right. We're a couple of days ahead here and right in the middle of the grind. But I think um, it's an important week uh, for the Cajuns uh, within our organization and certainly um, for all the people that care about this university and this community. Well, to make sure that you guys uh, get the win um, and, and, you know, sort of do your part for homecoming week, what's the key against the Bobcats who uh, – you know they're two and five. You go, you you see they got a win against South Alabama. Um, I watched them against Troy a little bit. I had an opportunity to see some of that game. Appear to be a feisty group. You know they don't always they're not always able you know to to put it all together on game day. Um, I think similar to Arkansas State, if you look at the record, uh, you might kind of lose out on on kind of what the team brings to the table. And I, I'm not saying that for cliche there's some teams coach with bad records that personally i'll just say is isn't a good team i think texas state i mean it when i say i, I think they're better than their record indicates well yeah they're definitely better um you know they played baylor to really a tight game you know down to a one score game right at the end um you know overtime win at fiu they had a little bit of a two-week run uh, where they got beat there, UIW in Eastern Michigan, where they had 24 players out for COVID. Uh, and then they put, they beat South Alabama in overtime, uh, three-point game to Troy, and then didn't play great against uh, Georgia State this past weekend. But, you know, they, they have, much like Arkansas State, uh, they have went out and really attacked the transfer portal. You know, they've got – multiple players in the two deep that are brand spanking new. Um, you know, they do, they do play with effort and I think they're fundamentally sound and I think they're well coached. I think that they just haven't put it all together, uh, at times. So, uh, the combination of their offense, defense and special teams, 
uh, can create some problems for you. You know, it's going to—they're they're not just going to give it to you. Uh, so, um, it, you know, I think look at the scores in our league uh, week to week. You know, you can't count on any records or stats to tell you predict the future. You know, for sure. So, um, much like the past, you got to be ready to go every week. Um, and I think that we're in the process of getting there right now. But uh, I expect no different. We have to put the ball down and earn the right to win. And I'm uh, certainly excited about the opportunity to come with that. Afterwards, I know you're focused on Texas State, but I'll go somewhere with this question. It's a uh, it's a short week, as you guys will host Georgia State the following Thursday. Um, it, 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 I mean, do you have to work all day Sunday, or is is uh, is Dad going to have enough time to trick or treat with the kids on Sunday? Man, that's a tough one right there. Um, no, I, I'm afraid to say we'll be grinding it out here. Um, you know, basically Sunday becomes a Tuesday. Um, you know, we kind of we got a little five game model or five day model that we execute. We've done it a couple of times around here, but those weeks are a grind. You know, we try to do as much prep and planning, um, you know, throughout the season. You know, we've had a couple of days allocated for Georgia State here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, even though it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, we've been kind of putting some uh, money in the bank to actually pull that out, pull it off the shelf. Uh, when we get done Saturday, so I don't know it, if you know grind. this, Coach, but uh, scared money don't make money. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I would anticipate after the game's over, enemies um, will try to create some Halloween type stuff with our kids and family for sure. But um, Sunday will be a grind for sure. Well, but. We got we got other things to worry about right now. No, I, I I know I know you're you're not thinking about that. I just I know how they try to uh, loop you into wearing a costume each year, so you might have an out this year. Uh, Coach Billy Napier <laughs> has uh, has been our guest. Uh, Coach, all the best. Final thing, um, any message you want to relay to the fan base? Homecoming week, eleven a.m. kickoff this Saturday. Before we let you run, anything you want to tell the fans? Yeah, I just want you to know um, how thankful. Um, and grateful we are for you showing up here lately. You know, I think um, we've had some special environments out there. I know the kickoff time is 11 a.m. I know that's um, not the best of um, scenarios for the fans and tailgating. Um, We don't make those decisions. Uh, Our conference office and ESPN make those decisions. But one thing I know about uh, our people uh, in Lafayette and Acadiana and certainly a homecoming crowd. And we're going to make the best of the day, uh, and it's going to be a great day. Uh, we'll get that tailgate done after this thing's over, and uh, let's get there early, uh, and let's have a heck of a day, man, and make it a fun one. So, uh, But I'm going to say thank you ahead of time because I know our people are going to show up um, and and do their part to help us win. So truly part of the team and have affected the last couple home games that we had. And, and again, I want to tell them how much I appreciate that. Coach, always appreciate the time. All the best, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you, Scott. I'll see you around. You got it. That's Louisiana Raging Cajun head football coach Billy Napier.
I'm Scott Prather. It's ESPN Lafayette. 36 after the hour. James Butler's going to be in studio uh, coming up soon. Looking forward to that. Always opinionated. Always emotional. Mr. Butler is. Talking World Series, NFL, Week 7, college football as well. LSU fell to Ole Miss. Wasn't uh, too close, but they just kind of rocked and rolled from there. I say rocked and rolled. It was weird seeing Coach Joe just not even really nervous. Just closed everything that's going to happen after the year anyway. And they're down by three scores. But it was a, um, I don't know, football over the weekend. And the game Thursday was entertaining. I was I was in <clears throat> was in cousin excuse me I was in cousin I was in Florida at uh, my cousin's wedding and caught the game on TV at a uh, sports bar in a smaller Florida town sports bar was called Glory Days but folks they were into it you know you had a Thursday night game that was on you had some NBA games and you had. Louisiana on in there, and there was some folks at the bar, and they were just saying, "Man, Louisiana, look, weren't they ranked? Didn't they, they knew who Coach Napier was? I didn't tell them who I was. I didn't even tell them I was from here or what I did. I just her overheard them and kind of jumped into the conversation. But it's telling when you're in a different state and a team's on TV and locals watching the game know a little bit about them. ESPN fourteen twenty and Dica. Don't go anywhere. James Butler's coming up soon. Dr. Maggard's going to be in at 8.30. It's homecoming week for UL. A lot of great things happening all week. The Saints are playing tonight. We'll be right back right after this. It's ESPN1420.com. Wow. <laughs> 